When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Cherie from Pepper and Me. You may know of her awesome little company. She will take us through her two birth stories, focusing on her second one, which was quite the surprise. So I'll let her get into that. Hi, Cherie. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, my name's Cherie. I run a company called Pepper and Me. Um, I've got two kids. Pepper is three. She just turned three last week. And Kit is eight months now. We live in Tauranga in the Bay of Pliny, um, and I'm married to Shannon. That's about us. Yeah, awesome. And was Pepper the inspiration for the company name or the other way around? Uh, yeah, no, um, Pepper came first, and when she was about three months old, I um, decided I <laughs> didn't really want to go back to work, so I had to find a way to um, – fund my coffee dates. So <laughs> yeah. I started, started making spices and selling them at the markets and really just grew from there. And it's turned into something crazy, but it's quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is amazing. Very cool. Awesome. And would you like to tell us a little bit about the journey to pregnancy for you the first time around? Yeah, the first time around, I'd been on the pill for about 10 years. So we thought, okay, we'd been married for about a year. Um, let's just stop taking the pill and, and see what happens because I wasn't sure how long it would take for my system to sort of go back to normal. Um, yeah. So it took about a year for us to get pregnant, but we weren't like actively trying by timing things. We just were just waiting to see what happened. And uh, we were living in Auckland at the time, actually. Uh, and then when I got pregnant, we were like, cool, this is it. It's time to, time to move out of Auckland. And the timing worked really well. So we moved down here when I was about eight months pregnant. Yeah. Um, awesome. And set up down here. Yeah. Mm, very cool. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you have many symptoms or you missed a period? Um, I had sore boobs actually. That was one of the first. <laughs> and then I'd been at the gym and I felt really, really sick. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm a couple of days late. So I found out quite early, like I maybe was only two days late. Yeah. Uh, and when I picked up a test and I just, I knew, I knew in my heart, I think <laughs> that that was what was going on. And then, yeah, I saw the, saw the positive result. It was really faint, but it was quite a crazy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. And did you want to deliver in Tauranga? Was that your intention why you moved down before you were due? Yeah, yeah, we did. We wanted to be set up, like have a home set up and not have to move with a little baby. Uh, But I was still working right up until eight months. So we sort of pushed it out as long as we could. And then I took my maternity leave from then um, and came down. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And did you go to any antenatal classes or anything like that before you went into labor? Yeah, I did. So I started the antenatal classes the same week that we moved down. And I actually had a midwife down here too. So I'd been coming down like once once a month to see her. Oh, uh, yeah. Which worked out quite well. So I, I did know her. Uh, and the antenatal classes were amazing. They're still our best friends now. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Awesome. Would you like to take us through um, your labor experience and then into your birth story or just an overview of your birth story with Pippa? Yeah. So she, I was 42 weeks pregnant and I was booked for the induction on the, on the Monday morning at 9am. And I was exactly 42 weeks. Uh, And then I sort of started having contractions on the Saturday before, which were like quite mild, really slow. And I thought, oh, something's definitely happening, but it took a long time to build up. So all day Saturday was sort of, I guess, pre-labor. And then all Saturday night I was up thinking, oh, yep, it's going to happen. It slowly, slowly got stronger <laughs> and stronger. And then the same all day Sunday. Um, and it was about midday Sunday when it really kicked in. And I was in a, like a lot of pain and I, I just thought that was normal, I think, because I thought, oh, well, maybe labor's supposed to be this this sore. Um, <laughs> I remember they were talking about getting breaks. You're supposed to have the contraction and then get a break in the middle, and there just was no breaks. And I was thinking, oh, you guys have lied to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the midwife came around, and people was posterior, and I think that was why I was in so much pain because I've got a, yeah. quite a bad back anyway. Uh, so all the pain was just down there. But made it through the night and I went to the hospital about 2 a.m. And I was five centimeters. So it had been like a long few days. It was a very, yeah. very long, painful labor and continued that way. I think I asked for an epidural about 40 times, but they were, <laughs> they were just like, no, there's nothing wrong. You'll be okay. So, uh, she was born about 20 past nine on the Monday morning. So it yeah. was, yeah, sort of a, a full weekend thing. Um, and I just used gas once I got to the hospital and I was on all fours in the shower for a good six hours just with the water on my back, directly yeah. on my back. Uh, and it was super, super intense. And I, I really appreciated the gas, actually. I, I found it great. It just took me off. I definitely just went somewhere else. My head was in a in a different land, I think. Yeah. And did you know that you were having a girl before she was born? No, we didn't. We we didn't find out. We suspected a oh, boy, lovely. so we were a little bit surprised <laughs> when she was born. <laughs> but it was cool. yeah. it was actually a really straightforward delivery once she was ready to come. Um she turned just before she was born. Uh and I think it was only ten minutes of pushing really, a little bit of tearing, but she was really healthy and the, that part, that part of it, the pushing was all completely fine and and quite quick, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And did you need any stitches or anything like that for the tearing? 
Um, they did want to give me stitches, but I said no. I'm not sure why. I just didn't. <laughs> I've been <laughs> yeah. through enough. Just leave me alone. Yeah. So yeah, I enough. said no stitches, thank and thank you. And I, I kind of regretted that for the next few months. Um, yeah, I was thinking, oh god, that was probably a bad life choice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> too late. Yeah. And how did she go with latching on? Were you planning to try and breastfeed? Yeah, she was. She was um, good. Uh, we had a friend, a good friend who had just had her baby like a couple of weeks before us and he had a tongue tie and she had quite bad feeding problems. So I knew to ask straight away if she had a tongue tie and she did. So we got it cut. Uh, she was only like 12 hours old. So it was just not even a thing. You know, it was just yeah. cut. And then after it was cut, she fed amazingly. And we had a great journey from that. After, um, since doing that, yeah, uh, which was awesome. awesome. And I yeah, breastfed cool. for about nine, ten months with Peppa, and then she oh, cool. sort of self-weaned pretty much. So it was all really, really straightforward with her. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And how did you go once you took her home, adjusting to life with a newborn? Uh, oh, I loved it. I really loved it. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I'd be a natural bum. Um I'm a chef and like quite into the hospo life. I like having my own time and uh, being able to do what I like doing. Uh, so I was surprised that it was came quite naturally and I just loved um, having other mum friends and being able to go on our coffee dates and not have the, the pressure and the stress of, of a job really. Um, so yeah. I found, <laughs> found motherhood quite cruisy at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And were you planning to try for a second baby? Would you like to take us through that? Yeah. When Peppa was about about one and a half, we'd always sort of thought two years would be a good age gap. Uh, I actually didn't go back on contraception after Peppa was born, so we'd just been kind of timing things the best we could, knowing that there yeah. was a chance that that wasn't the best method, but we were okay with that. Uh, and then once she was about one and a half, we sort of, casually started trying it took yeah maybe four months the second time around to get pregnant so there's two years and four months between between the kids it's been a great age gap actually yeah awesome and did you have many symptoms to find out that you were pregnant this time around not as many I I didn't know straight away with Kit I yeah I um I didn't click on as quickly that's for sure <laughs> yeah and did you have many symptoms throughout your pregnancy once you found out that you were pregnant? No, no. It was a really cruisy pregnancy. Uh, I, I, I got a bit of anxiety, which I'm not sure if it's pregnancy-related or not, but I'd, I'd yeah. never had that in my life before. But I noticed – I actually thought it was an allergy because I didn't really understand what was happening. I just kept getting these sort of yeah. shaky, heart racing, hot flushes, and couldn't think straight. and I'm trying to figure out what have I eaten, what have, what's going on, uh, and then finally realized it was uh, anxiety, but I was quite stressed with work and things. So I stopped drinking coffee and limited sugar and things like that and uh, didn't haven't had a problem since, but I haven't been able to drink coffee since. So um, <laughs> that was the only real symptom I had. It was, yeah, really straightforward. I actually quite enjoy being pregnant. I don't um, feel uncomfortable or too sore at all. So yeah, yeah no, it was quite a nice little journey. 
Yeah. Awesome. And were you planning on going to the Taranga Hospital to give birth or to the birth centre? I was hoping to go to the birth centre with with Kit. I thought, well, if I can do Pepper's birth um, naturally, then I'll for sure be able to do do it again. Uh, And the birth centre here is really, really nice. So I was quite excited to to aim to go to the birthing, birthing unit. Yeah. And did you have the same midwife again or a different one? No, I had a different one. Uh, the first one I had, she was quite quite far on the other side of town, so we just got a local one here. Yeah, uh, and she was really nice. Yeah, I actually didn't end yeah. up having my midwives, my actual midwives, for either of my births. I had the backup for for both births. So I guess you come yeah. to learn um, not to rely on that, on expecting that yeah, one person. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And do you want to take us through your labour experience this time around? Yeah, Kit was um, well overdue as well. I think I was, he was born at 42 weeks, exactly the same as Pepper, but I would uh, had to be booked for an induction on the Thursday and I was 41 and 6 because uh, they wouldn't do it on a Friday for some reason. And I... <laughs> I rang and I cancelled it and they weren't very happy with me. They're like, you you know, you've only got one day up your sleeve. They don't do the inductions <laughs> yeah. on the weekend. Um, you know, are you, are you really sure? But I I thought long and hard about it and I just thought, no, I, I'm pretty sure he'll come over the weekend. So um, I had a acupunctural induction on the yep. – it was about two two days before, which was really interesting. I'm not like a sort of <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it, a hippie hippie type person who <laughs> who believes in things like that, but she, like she burnt some some seeds in my ears and in my toes and um like burnt a herb in my toes and it was it was quite funny. Um <laughs> but she, and she left some little pins in my in the back of my calves, but it definitely did something. Definitely, uh, so from from that day, I was kind of having those pre labor pains again. Yeah. Not as sore as the first ones, but I knew that something was happening. So I was quite confident to to cancel that induction and just just say let's just see how how the next few days play out. Uh, so it was yeah two two days of pre labor. Uh, and then it was it was the Friday morning, so forty two weeks. I was forty two weeks on the Friday. Friday morning, um, felt it getting a lot more intense, and I thought, okay, cool, this isn't going to stop. So I sort of had a shower and dropped Pepper off at preschool and packed my bag for the birthing unit. Everyone was laughing at me because I'd bought all these beautiful like creams and lotions and like special pajamas and things to, to take to the birthing unit and a new fancy uh, bag. So I had, had the car all packed up ready. Um, that was about 10 o'clock and then 11 o'clock I called my mum to come over. They were coming from Taupo, so it was a couple of hour drive. Um, and it was sort of very slowly, very slowly amping up, but, um, Contractions were about 40 seconds long, um, but pain was kind of only like a four out of 10. So I knew we had a long way to go. Uh, But he, uh, like I was getting the breaks in between the contractions. So that was just a much nicer experience. You know, you could sort of breathe and have a bit of a 
a break and prepare yourself for the next contraction, which made it so much nicer. Yeah. Um, I used a TENS machine for Kit's birth as well, which I hadn't used before. It was a $36 TENS machine off Trade Me, and it was like the best investment ever. Yeah. I loved it, and it gave me something to focus on. Like when I was having the contractions, I would turn it up, and then when the contraction would finish, I'd sort of turn it back down. And yeah, um, I found it really, really good. So I had that on from about 11 o'clock as well. And it sort of got myself comfortable in Kit's room. Or his, yeah, that was going to be his room. Uh, and then, yeah, mum got there about 2 p.m. And I still thought we were a long way off because nothing had actually, the contractions weren't any longer or any sore. So it was just a, just the waiting game, really. Um, I thought, oh, we we might be in for another couple of days of this. So, yeah, 2 p.m. And we couldn't get hold of my midwife. She was off, and we couldn't get hold of the backup midwife. She, <laughs> she was at another birth. So, but I wasn't. I wasn't panicked about it at all. It yeah. just, I was like, no, that's all good. We'll get a hold of her eventually. And then my waters broke about 2:30, and that was just the most insane feeling. Um, like a, Did that happen the first in the <laughs> cervix? Uh, they broke pretty much as she was cr- like her head was, okay. you know, nearly out the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the pressure and things, it, it felt different. It felt a lot different. Yeah. Like it. Um, and it really was like a, like a punch in the uterus. It was <laughs> really intense feeling. Uh, and then, so that was about 2.30 and the contractions amped up tenfold after that. And we finally got hold of the midwife and she said, oh, like from the timing that you're giving me, you know, we'll talk again in maybe three or four hours and um, see how you're going. So I thought, okay, the pain, she said, what's your pain? And I said five or six out of 10. And I went to the toilet and sort of gave a little push <laughs> as you do and, <laughs> Um, I had two more contractions when I was in the toilet and then I stood up and his, his head was like halfway out. It was, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, it was just crazy. I, um, it just amped up so fast. I think my head was just, I think I, I knew deep down that, that what was happening, but I guess you just kind of just go with what the midwife told you and think, yeah. you know, prepare yourself for another four or five hours. So I went back into the room and said, Shannon, you need, need to get some towels like now. And mum, you need to call the midwife right now. <laughs> My dad was kind of pacing in the lounge and I called out to him to get an ambulance. And um, yeah, Kit was born on the bedroom floor and my mum delivered him. It was like um, 13 minutes after that. So it was super, oh my super gosh. quick. Yeah. Yeah. And amazing. Like the pain, I was laughing. I just thought it was <laughs> hilarious what was happening. Um, and that I, I was just so happy I didn't have to go through another two days of, of labor, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm glad it was the second birth that that happened yeah. because I felt quite confident, um, in knowing when to push, uh, and, that that was the situation. There was nothing that could change the situation. It was pointless trying to get in the car. So it was just the way it was going to be and to just go with it. So everyone was really relaxed and um, 
we had the midwife on the phone, on speakerphone, and she was just kind of directing mum what to do and that he was going to be slippery when he came out. So to make <laughs> sure, make sure she had a firm grip and. Yeah. Incredible. And did you know that he was a boy? Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And what happened sort of after that? Did the midwife come over or the ambulance came and you went to hospital or what was the process after that? Yeah. So about five minutes after he was born, uh, the midwife arrived. So she jumped in her car and sort of started to drive as soon as we got hold of her that second time. And the ambulance was on the way too. So they both kind of arrived, um, at exactly the same time. But, um, we just wrapped Kit in a towel and I was just holding him. Uh, and he was fine. Like he cried pretty much straight away and yeah, <laughs> we were just kind of sitting on the bedroom floor <laughs> looking at him. Uh, we, and you know, didn't worry about cutting the cord or anything straight away. So they got there and the, the ambulance didn't really have to do anything. So, um, yeah. they asked me if I wanted the injection to get, uh, help the placenta out. And I said, yes, because I didn't want to have it get stuck and then end up in hospital or anything after that yeah. nice experience, I thought like, let's just get the inj- injection and get it out. And then, you know, it's all done and there's no, no worry about anything. So that was, that was done. And the midwife kind of pulled that out. Uh, and that was literally the only thing the ambulance staff had or needed to do was that injection, uh, because the midwife didn't have a home birth kit or equipment with her. So, yeah. Um, they did that and then they, they went off and I still wanted to go to the birthing unit cause I thought it'd be quite nice to just have some nice bonding time. Um, yeah. but they wouldn't accept me because I hadn't birthed there <laughs> pretty much. Uh. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I was at home, but mum and dad made it very lovely for me and they cooked my meals and helped take care of Pepper. She was actually still at preschool. So. Dad went and picked her up at four o'clock and she came home to a new baby. Uh, and we just yeah. stayed at home. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a lovely story. Yeah, it was. It was just such a positive experience. And it kind of made me realize how horrendous Pepper's birth actually was and that it's yeah. not normal to not have those breaks in between contractions. And yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, for two days solid, that's a pretty, pretty solid effort. Um, yeah. And that I got very lucky with Kit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, it awesome. was beautiful. Mm. Oh, and how did he go with breastfeeding? Yeah, he was fine. He latched on within 15 minutes. He was a big boy. He was 10 pounds six. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so he was a decent size. Yeah. Uh, people was nine pounds six. Yeah. So yeah. Decent babies. Uh, he, yeah, he latched on really well and he breastfed straight away he didn't have a tongue tie um so yeah he was all good and feeding really well within a couple of hours so no he was perfect he had a little bit of little bit of jaundice and they said I needed to make sure I woke him up to feed him at least every three hours because with the big babies they must be more of it at risk of getting low blood sugar or something but he yeah um, okay he was hungry pretty much 24 seven. So I didn't, <laughs> never had to wake him up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And how did you go sort of over the next little while adjusting to life with a newborn and, and a still young toddler? Yeah, that was, that was full on definitely a game changer. Um, 
I I had a few weeks. Shannon had a week off work, and then I I got him to take just get late starts at work so he could drop off Pepper, and then I yeah. didn't have to worry about doing the preschool run at least. Um, and it was it was definitely an adjustment period. Uh, Kit had ended up with a bit of colic and and reflux too, so. Uh, he was a lot more, I guess, work than than Pepper was, and we struggled to figure out why he was upset. He also was really wheezy, like really chesty, and like constantly sick um, from about five days old, which which turned out to be a dairy thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was hard. I think things got a little bit easier around the six week mark and then around the three month mark we'd really found our groove and things have been great from about three months but it was um it was a a really tough three months yeah and what about your physical recovery from birth did you find that that was different from the first time around no no it was pretty fine it was pretty fine I I damaged my knees a little bit with Pepper because I was in the shower for so long, just on my knees oh, yeah. on that yeah. concrete floor. So I've had yeah. bad knees ever since then. But um, there was nothing really with Kit. It, um, yeah, I, I was back to normal within a few weeks, really. I, um, yeah. I'm not super fit spouse, so it wasn't like I was dying to get back to the gym or anything. But <laughs> uh, we just used to go for a nice walk around the mount a couple of times a week and take it easy. Um and yeah, no, never any issues. I really, I really recommend the acupunctural induction though. I think that was, <laughs> yeah. um, whatever, whatever freaky herbs they were putting in me or burning was, um, it was, it was a really cool experience. Um, and I would definitely try that again. If I if we had another baby, I would definitely do that. I think yeah. it, it did work. And she, she kind of had a bit of a chat to me as well. And she said, um, like your body's ready to go. What's, can we talk about what's going on in your mind? Are you stressed? Yeah. gave me a bit of counseling, which I wasn't expecting. And she said, just, just tell your baby it's okay for him to come now. And yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. I'll try that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was just a really nice, uh, positive experience. I, I, you know, both times was kind of mentally preparing for an, an, an proper induction. And I'm just really glad yeah. I didn't have to do that. So, yeah. Definitely worth yeah. it, worth a shot, and I love love the tens machine. I think you the some people love it, some people hate it, but um, yeah, <laughs> great great little trade me purchase, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh, very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sherry, and sharing your stories with me. I think that that is so lovely, and I can't wait to get it out on the podcast. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.